You're listening to the Tony Stewart Podcast, where Tony interviews financial literacy advocates who are changing the conversation on money, so you can catch up on the latest trends and ideas in the world of financial literacy and education. Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast. I'm pleased to be joined today by Ben Miller. Ben is the founder of Chronify. In this episode, we'll be discussing why money equals time. Ben, welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast. Thanks a lot for having me, Tony. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. So, you know, let's jump in. This is a beginning question I ask everybody. What is your origin story? How did you get started in financial wellness? Oh, uh, I, I suppose my origin story starts um, starts kind of on my first job on Wall Street. I was um, I was trading foreign exchange derivatives at a at a big bank, and uh, for those of you watching on video, like that's where all my hair went. You know, typical kind of trading floor <laughs> role, and uh, it was tremendously stimulating and exciting and um, invigorating in a lot of ways, but. I I wanted more. I wanted something that was more fulfilling, uh, more meaningful to me. Uh, I had nothing against you know what I was doing or anything like that. It was just um, it didn't uh, it didn't give me what I wanted in terms of like in terms of what I wanted to produce, like build in the world. My my father's an entrepreneur, and so I kind of watched that um, you know as I was growing up and, and knew that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial eventually. Um, but long story short, you know, I, I ultimately tried to establish when can I afford to, to move on to my next act. And so Chronify, the company that I'm building now, uh, sprang from that, you know, honestly, it was, it was partly a product of my wife and I visiting Colorado a few years ago, we lived on the East coast. And so we visited here where I now am based and, and she asked me, so when are we moving on the way home from Colorado? And so I, I did what any dutiful husband would do. And I, I coded up the answer and the result was the precursor <laughs> to Chronify. So that's kind of how it came to be born in the world. It's, it's born out of the product that I, that I built to solve my own problem, trying to figure out when I can afford to change careers. Well, that's great. And I, I think that's an interesting approach is to think about that, you know, these issues in terms terms of time, because that is a big question in the financial world is like, when can we do this? When can we do that? And so much of the planning revolves around time. Um, one of the things you talk about is that time is a precious resource. Um, why is time our most precious resource? Well, ultimately, it's the most limited, you know, like you can make more and more and more money, you can't make more and more and more time, like you can't escape, you know, the fraying of your telomeres to get biological for a second, like you're you've got a limited amount of time, you don't necessarily know how much time that is. Uh, but we haven't yet hacked that one. We haven't yet figured out how to become, you know, a time trillionaire or, or whatever it may be. Um, and so since we all have you know, whatever you want to phrase it as 4,000 weeks, some people have said, or, or that type of, um, that type of limited allotment. Um, I find that that's a lot, that's oftentimes a, a lot more salient of a way for people to understand the limitations within their resources. Cause you know, a hundred thousand dollars, for example, means something totally different to different people. Um, but when you phrase something in terms of like, Hey, in order to afford this habit, you know, you would have to spend an extra three months at the office before you retire. Is it worth it? Or you might be able to say something to, you know, to someone who's thinking about starting a business like I was, if you're able to say, Hey, it'll be a couple of years before you have to worry about the money running dry, before you have to liquidate assets or things like that. 
then all of a sudden people's ears perk up. They can understand, okay, this is what this actually means in terms of my life. And so to your original question, I think, I think time is ultimately the most scarce and it's ultimately the whole reason why people try and save money in the future or save money for the future anyway, is, is because they're trying to, you know, store up some of their, uh, some of their resources for a future time. Yeah, what what I really like about it is it makes it relatable. And I think that's something that the financial services field often struggles with is the relatability. Is that a reaction that you're getting with people who use Chronify that, hey, you know, I I can relate to this. this, this helps me answer a question. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because it's it's um you know you definitely get the occasional person who's like you know I say oh you should you should not be thinking about this in terms of money you should be thinking in terms of time and and their response will be something along the lines of like dude what are you smoking because I want some and so it's it's like it's definitely <laughs> not something that everybody completely grasps grasps right away but I get the I get the reaction a lot more than I would have predicted before I started the company that people will say like. Oh yeah, this is exactly how I've always thought about things, and so it's a lot more intuitive um, than than people first grasp. And then once people kind of get their feet wet with it and and get their get their hands dirty and understanding things and participating in understanding their finances in that way, then it's got a kind of a kind of an addictive quality to it because you start to you start to really take ownership of your decisions. You know, I think of I think of myself for example, like I kind of grew up with some biases against spending, you know, that you know, saving equals good and spending equals bad. And so I would feel this like low level anxiety anytime a dollar left my wallet. Um, and the reality is like, not all spending is evil. You know, like if you're, if you're spending money on things that are conducive to your time and or like long-term health and well-being, then that's not bad. That's good. That's investment. And so coming to understand like, okay, there's good spend and there's bad spend and coming to really be able to take ownership and intentionality around your decisions. That's ultimately what it's all about. And I think the perspective of time, uh, once people have had some experience with it really just enables them to do that, enables them to, you know, grab life by the horns and go, this is worth it. This is not. Yeah, no, I I like that. And I like some of the other things you said about you know, the fulfillment and everything is, you know, because I, I always go back to daily coffee Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a lot of advice, like give up your daily coffee, but, you know, for a lot of people, that's something that's important to them and allows them to do the other things. And yeah, and maybe it's not the best choice of resources, but it's, it's something they like, you know, and and yeah, maybe it's bad, but not really long-term. Well, and that's the thing. But if they can quantify it. Exactly. You're, you're, you're totally right. And it's, it's like, I don't drink coffee myself, but for some people that is what money's for. Like for some people that is their daily treat. It's what gets them through. It's what, you know, helps them operate at peak capacity early in the morning or whatever it may be. You know, we're not sitting around judging people for their habits. It's just different strokes for different folks. You know, some, sometimes people, uh, have different, you know, indulgences, if you want to adopt that framework, then, you know, for mine, for example, is like, relative to the average person, I probably spend too much money on sushi. And a lot of people would look at that and go like, dude, what are you thinking? And aren't you, aren't you trying to be feel like financially responsible? And for me, it's like, when I run that through my strainer of my values, it's like, well, when am I buying sushi? It, it's on Thursday nights, date night with my wife. And so if I look at that and I go, you know, oh, this is going to delay my retirement by X months or that type of thing. Then one, 
I love my job, so that's not scary. And two, mm-hmm. it's like I'm investing that money in the relationship that's at the bedrock of my family. And so what could be more important than that? You know, it's it's like, and for some people, coffee's gonna fill a similar role, and that's fine. Yeah, well, I love where you're going with that because you know, one of the things that you know it's so popular, the fire movement, financial independence retire early. And and one of the arguments that's made against it is that you're giving up so much today in return for this possible future. Mm-hmm. And, and that's tough. So, you know, I love that, you know, that there's a trade-off. Um, one of the things you talk about is habits. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to learn what our habits mean in terms of time? I think something that people often miss is how important uh, repeated action is in the context of the way life ultimately turns out. And so what I mean by that is like, um, you know, let's take a simple habit. A lot of times people will realize, oh, I didn't realize I was, you know, spending this much money on lunch at the office. You know, people will think about instituting a positive behavioral change, you know, say, for example, instead of getting a fancy sandwich at the office every day, people, you know, do meal prep and pack their lunch from home and that type of thing. Now, somebody who's making progress towards financial independence, they might have that experience. And at the end of the month, maybe they've saved a a marginal $200 by instituting that habit. And then meanwhile, their portfolio is up or down by 10 grand. And they're going to look at that and go, why am I doing this to myself? You know, I was enjoying those sandwiches. It's it's 2% of, of what is, you know, happening due to swings in the market. Like, why bother? But the reality is when you bear the habit in mind, then it's not just $200. It's $200 a month. And so that's $2,400 a year. And if you look at that over the broad scale of your life, how much money would it take to endow that habit in perpetuity? Like how much money would you need to have invested to just spit out that work sandwich every day for the rest of your life? That's $60,000 if you run the numbers and you assume, you know, 4% rule, that type of thing. And so the reality is that, that decision that looked like $200 versus 10 grand from what was happening in the markets, that's actually 60 grand versus 10 grand. That's the power of habit is understanding that it's not just today. It's not just this month. It's the type of lifestyle that you're building for the long term. Yeah. And I think time is a good way to quantify that. And it kind of makes me think of the concept of future value that it's not just a sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's about more than the sandwich because like you say, $60,000 is a lot of sandwiches. Right. Um, you know, so, so maybe that's good. But, you know, I think that giving people, you know, when people think about these things that, you know, if they can start to quantify it and see how it fits in, in terms that they use mm-hmm. and the thoughts that they use is, you know, instead of saying, well, you know, the future value of your sandwiches is X. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Right. It's, it's not satisfying, you know, and it's, it's important to bear in mind, you know, that, that big picture of understanding like, okay, this, this action is just a brick in the wall of a habit. That's ultimately what's happening. And it's just as important to, you know, discipline yourself to participate in good habits as it is to avoid quote unquote bad habits. You know, another example that comes to my mind on the positive side is like, we don't have dental insurance, for example. And so it's like, it's an important and good habit for us to go to the dentist. It hurts the wallet every time we do it, 
but it's the right thing to do. And so if you establish the right kind of habit framework of like, oh, okay, this is where this fits into our values as a whole. This is health. This is well-being. This is going to you know save us some from, from some kind of calamity down the line. It's important to not only, you know, trim the fat, so to speak, but also to invest in the things that are ultimately going to give you that future life that you've decided is worth saving for. Definitely. Well, you know, and dental work is, I, I think, actually a great example because it, it's preventative. It's like buying insurance. There's nothing fun about going to the dentist <laughs> for cleaning. But like you said, is it offsets something in the future that might be really expensive, like a root canal or tooth replacement or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's great. Um, you know, so let's talk a little bit, you know, about goals. You know, one of the things you also talk about is making choices that are aligned with their goals. So how can people make choices that are aligned with goals? Yeah, well, step one is understanding the choices that you're making. You know, in order in order to figure out how to get to where you want to be, you got to figure out where you are. And so that's, you know, number one is kind of doing a bit of an audit, uh, understanding, okay, here are the choices that I'm currently making, whether I'm aware of it or not, because that's the, you know, that's this kind of sneaky insidious part about bad habits is sometimes they, they happen without you even realizing, um, that you're, that you're participating in it, you know, two o'clock rolls around and it's like, Oh, I guess it's time for my croissant. And then it's just like, wait, when did that happen? When did, when did two o'clock become croissant time? <laughs> you know, like that is, that is, um, you know, the, these habits kind of, you know, as like I mentioned, you know, every action is just a is just a brick in the wall of a habit. And so, when you understand things with that sort of like zoomed out big picture lens, and you can you can understand that okay, this this action is not just an isolated incident. This is a member of a class of actions um, that needs to be understood in the right way. Then it's I think a lot easier to to make those, you know, to do that next right thing, uh, rather than just slipping into this inertia of, you know, continuing with what was going on before. A lot of people, you know, particularly those who are looking to make positive change, whether you look at it in a financial framework or, uh, you know, a health framework, diet, exercise, whatever it may be, um, these things are done, you know, one workout at a time, one saving decision at a time. These things just they they compound over time, and it gets easier and easier once you establish that groove. You know, like if you've uh, uh, a lot of our listeners might have might have heard of a book called the the Power of Habit, um, and that is that's a huge deal. You know, like that that is just understanding that like. Uh, actually the one I'm thinking of is, is atomic habits. Um, there's another great, but anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Atomic habits. The one that I'm really thinking about right now for this next point is, is like this idea that like, if you just get 1% better every day and that's it, then you are going to be phenomenal by the end of the month, let alone at the end of the year. And 1% in a lot of domains, that's pretty doable. You know, like consider it like a 2000 calorie diet. Like that's 20 calories, avoid two peanut M&Ms like for the day. And like, boom, you're 1% better if your goal was to, you know, cut out some calories from your diet. And so now that doesn't mean you want to crank it down to zero. Obviously there has to be balance and everything, but habits are a destiny essentially. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the reality. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love the 1% better um, in different categories because that is achievable for people. And in some categories, like when we talk about expenses on an investment fund is, you know, if people go from one fund to another and they save 1% a year, that's 
that's a huge benefit. And then the compounding of that 1% can really make a difference. So I think for, you know, listeners and viewers is, you know, making small habit changes can really make a difference down the road. It gets back to the sandwich. Mm -hmm. One sandwich is going to make a big difference. But if you think of 30 years of sandwiches, it's a lot of sandwiches. Or like you and I joked around about that website before, uh, how much is that in tacos? (laughs) (laughs) You got to have some denominator. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Tacos, standard time in tacos. (laughs) So let's spend the last few minutes um, talking about Chronify. Is um, you know, one of the things is Chronify can bring people clarity. How does Chronify bring clarity? Yeah, thank you for asking. It's um, well, I'll start with this. You know, a lot of people are confused about what their money actually means. You know, dollars are a pretty abstract unit for most people. Uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars can mean something totally different depending on who you are and and what your lifestyle looks like and all that. And so, what we do first of all is just focus on simplicity, boil it all down to numbers that people can actually intuitively understand. So we'll take your net worth, your expenses, all that good stuff, and we'll boil it all down to okay here's what these numbers actually mean in terms of here's how long you can afford to be financially independent right now. Here's how long until you can retire. Here's how long until you can uh, take a pay cut to do work that's aligned with your values and interests. Whatever it may be, we help you distill the entire constellation down to here's what this means in terms of my life and my values. And then from there, we're able to, you know, dynamically track as time goes on and say like, Hey, over the last month, you got six months closer to retirement. Nice job. Now, the more interesting part, what's that coming from? Is it coming from things that you can control or things that you cannot control? And so we can tease that out and break it out sequentially and say like, Oh, this was from the markets. This is from your behaviors. Um, And then we're also able to, you know, again, bring simplicity without a whole lot of babysitting by, you know, without anybody categorizing anything on day one, we're able to say, Hey dude, this sushi habit is delaying your retirement by three months. How do you feel about that? Now, you know, see above for me, great deal. But like for other people, they're going to go, Oh, that's not aligned. I'm glad I know. And now I can take intentional action. Yeah. And I like that because I think that's something that's oftentimes missed in planning. And we, we touched on this a little bit earlier is, you know, those, those things where it's going to turn off a client in a relationship, if you advise a client to do something and it's really, for whatever reason, it's personal to them because it's not always just about the numbers mm-hmm. and uh, numbers are important, but that's, people are trying to solve problems. And 100%. Exactly. I mean, and that's the, that's the really tricky part. And it, it's funny because sometimes people will, people will take a first glance at what we're doing and they'll say, oh, well, isn't that a scarcity mindset? And it's always fascinating to me because there's so much baggage that some people can smuggle into this kind of conversation where, where you go like, oh, well, if you're telling me how much this thing costs, aren't you just telling me that spending is evil? And it's like, no, not at all. Not, not by a long shot. What I'm saying is, whether you like it or not, there's a limited amount. Everything, you know, sorry, there's no there's no infinity symbols here. Like basically there's a limited amount of resources that you have, whether it's your money or your time. And the whole game of life is ultimately trying to allocate those resources in the way that best fits your values. And so what we take is just kind of like a knowledge is power type of approach where we just say, look, here's the information. 
make your own informed decisions. So you can snap yourself out of that negative loop of like, oh, I feel so bad whenever I spend money um, and and snap yourself into a point where you can go like, okay, yeah, that money, I probably should feel bad about spending this money. I feel great about spending. I own this decision and I'll do it again tomorrow. That's great. Um, you know, so just talking about Chronify is, what are some of the other benefits that people can find from using Chronify? Oh, I love this question because some of them are things that I thought people would get out of it when I when I first built it <laughs> back in the day. And some of them are things that's like, wow, I never saw that coming. And so, you know, there are definitely places where it's like people can see, okay, oh, cool. Here's my entire financial situation. It's boiled down. And now that I know this, I know that I'm in a position of strength. So I can afford to move from this, you know, this job that I've been at for a decade to go work at this startup that's better aligned with my mission and values. That's exciting to me when people do that. And then it's equally, if not more exciting to me when people are able to use it. Um, something just came across my radar not long ago of somebody who used it, for example, used at a who's at a job that was very fulfilling, like great work, love doing it but was just getting ground down, just getting, um, uh, just burnt out, you know, too many projects where, where he was only supposed to have three projects. He actually had 16. And so it's just like, you know, we've all probably been at those types of places in our careers. And so he was pondering quitting. And, and when, uh, when he ran his numbers, he realized like, oh, I don't need this job. And that gave him psychological leverage. And so what he did with that knowledge is, is he went and he spoke with his boss and said, like, listen, I like this work. It's, it's what I want it to be in my life. It's just too much. And I, it's not sustainable for me. And so he said, I, I need an assistant. Otherwise, this is not going to work long term. And lo and behold, his boss gave him an assistant and he's still working there today. And so it's like, I did not expect people to be using Chronify for that purpose, but here they are doing exactly that. And it's better for them. It's better for their employer. It's better all the way around because it keeps people from making these kind of skittish decisions that are not thought out the right way and going, oh, well, this is not working. So I'm out of here. I'll find something else. They can use this to get clarity and go, listen, here are the conditions that are necessary to make my life a better version of itself. And then just go do it. It's better for, you know, again, it's better for the employer. It's better for the employee. It's better for the people that the, the employee or the person is spending their time around because they're just, you know, taking ownership of their decisions. Well, that's awesome. Well, I think, you know, for me, as I hear you talking about this, I think the power of it is perspective. It gives people perspective on what something means mm. to them and that you're giving them that power to make the decision is like, okay, once a week sushi is something that's important and I'm willing to make that trade-off, but, you know, maybe my daily coffee is not something I'm willing to make the trade-off. So, you know, I, I think that's important is we miss that in financial services is that we have to give people power in their choices and allow them to make the choices that work for them. Because as you point out, we all have a different definition of success and what something means to us. Um, so, you know, wrap up is what's your number one tip on changing the way we think about money? Well, very simply, I'd say the best way to think about money is to think about it in terms of time. It's to think about it in terms of what is this actually doing uh, to contribute towards my values? I think a great place to start 
when you're thinking about how do I want to spend any limited resource, whether it's money or time, is to start with your vision and your values. You know, what do you want your life to be about? And what are you doing in order to make that actually come about in reality? And so when people are thinking about their money decisions and they're trying to figure out, okay, how can I align my money with what I want to be my vision for my life? Oftentimes, a great shortcut for achieving that is by going, okay, first, let's think about what this money means in terms of my time. And then we'll start investing my time in making that vision come true. Ah, you tied in time and investing. <laughs> <laughs> that That's awesome. I, I love it because I, I think it is important for people to align their money with their vision, but they have to be able to quantify that. And time and money are two very different concepts usually. So it's it's interesting to see how you're able to tie that in. So, you know, if people want to learn more about you and Chronify is where can they do that? Where can they find you? Where can they find Chronify? Yeah. So Chronify is uh, on the internet, fully working live products, www.chronify.com. And uh, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but I do have my own podcast aptly named the Chronify podcast. Um, <laughs> so you can find me there or on LinkedIn. I always love meeting new folks, especially ones who are animated, animated by these same principles. Awesome. Awesome. And for everybody watching and listening, like always, I'll put in the links uh, to Chronify the website so you can check it out. Um, ben, thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and thank you everyone for tuning in to the Tony Stewart podcast. Until next time. <laughs>